This podcast is a production of Athlete Plus, the people, stories, and science behind elite athletes and teams. Athlete Plus is the official podcast network of the Institute for Coaching Excellence, a research, education, and outreach center in the College of Health and Human Performance at the University of Florida. I'm Kevin Carr, the CEO of CoachCL. Today, I have the distinct honor, pleasure of talking to the one, the only, no introduction needed, but we'll give him his propers, Mr. Dwight Howard. What's up, D? (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff, good stuff. What's going on, man? It's been too long uh, since we have had this type of interaction it goes back to my nba days and still your nba days i decided to retire before you did man come on what is that about (laughs) but i'm here really oh man really to celebrate you on all the work that you've done and where you're headed so this talk today is on our podcast is really about you and we want to thank the university of florida for being on the athletes plus platform that's really gives everything about athletes anything and everything a home where you can go and listen to some of the best of the best and we have one of the best today i want to welcome to the show the hit show by protoceo and uf mr dwight howard what's going on d once again what's up man uh kev thanks for having me. It's been a long time since we've known each other, almost 20 years, uh, which is crazy. I'm just thankful that you have been, you know, a cornerstone, uh, someone who's been in my life for a very long time. So I appreciate you. And and now uh, we're working together from uh, pros to uh, CEOs. So uh, this is an amazing uh, opportunity and I'm so excited and I'm looking forward to what this is going to bring in my next chapter of life. You are truly epitomizing what I mean, the pro to CEO. But I want to start going backwards before we go forward, if we could. So I want to know, and I want everybody to know, who is Dwight Howard? And I'm going to put the junior or the second. Which one do you want? (laughs) Actually, I'd be forgetting that I'm a junior sometimes. Uh, but uh, yes, it is junior. A lot of people say the second. Okay. Man, I'm just enjoying, you know, life and you know, all the things that come with just playing basketball and being able to be a part of, you know, different great organizations. So um, uh, just right now, I've been in a state of gratitude, just been extremely happy and thankful for the many blessings. I'm just happy about that. I'm happy to uh, continue to uh, push myself to play harder and to push myself to go harder off the court to become the best businessman. And again, I'm just grateful to have you guys, Dwight Pullum is another Dwight, but you guys have been uh, great pieces to this puzzle to helping, you know, myself and a lot of these basketball players and entertainers become better. That's awesome, man. So one of the things I love about where you are is you, you, I want to get into what has made at least the last almost 20 years, like you said, amazing about you. To this day, you've been considered, in my opinion, one of the most all around fitness athletes, pro basketball players of all time. What is it about you versus anybody else that you believe makes you special because of what you've been able to accomplish? What is it about you? It's sort of this, to me, one of the, or to you, special. 
Well, I would say it uh, starts with a mindset, you know, and uh, since I've been probably about 10 years old, we had our principal at our school. She would always tell us every day, be great and walk in greatness. So everything I did, you know, from that moment on was to make sure that I did it, you know, as great as I can, no matter if it's running, no matter if it's lifting weights, no matter if it's my schoolwork, no matter if whatever the task may be, I wanted to make sure that I did it the best I could, you know, no matter if I failed the task or not. What she did was just really pull out, you know, that greatness inside of me, you know, so little things as far as lifting weights and trying to have a great physique, making sure I take care of my body, especially my younger days, in order to get, you know, the physique that I have now, I really had to overtrain. I came in the league very skinny, uh, underweight and stuff like that. And uh, I didn't want nobody pushing me around. So I made sure that I stayed in the weight room. I made sure that I ate the right foods. I always tried to find every summer, you know, a way just to make it another year without any injuries and stuff like that. So it's worked out pretty great for me. It's going to continue to uh, push myself to the limit and go past the limit and beyond every day. What would you say to the everyday working professional who's out there working, got family, busy schedule, and is saying, man, I could never be elite, healthy like Dwight, but wants to be and is inspired how you kind of maintain yourself for so long. How, how do they get going and stay going like you? Well, I would say that it starts with uh, having discipline and consistency. Obviously, you know, for the everyday person, they have that consistency to where they have to get up, go to work and do all that stuff. So let's make it a little bit more of a discipline, of a sacrifice. And if you got to work, let's let me get up two hours earlier to make sure that, you know, while I'm, you know, when I got to go to work later, that I get my workout in, get my meditation in, get a good, healthy meal, all those little things are super important in doing to make sure that you develop that that winning that that attitude of, of greatness and gratitude but also the attitude of i'm going to go out there and get it done for me that's the attitude you got to have when you want to train and when you want to be great uh, athlete and get your body right you have to be consistent and you got to have a vision of what you want before i train i always make sure i set the goal i have an end goal and i see the end before i even start it and that comes with my lifting weights and my physique is i plan out how i want my body to look the process I love that because I've, I've witnessed you talk about your body and how you plan to build it like a business plan. You literally have put these steps in there. So that's living proof. I'm telling y'all like he does that just like you would approach it strategically like a plan. He does that his work in terms of taking himself up. I want to congratulate you really on giving you your flowers now. I'm going to do this in a way that you successfully competed for 18 years. Thank you. That means a lot. You know, a lot of times in life, I feel like we give people their flowers, you know, when they are not allowed to see them and really appreciate, you know, kind words. And sometimes people like getting a pat on the back just to say a uh, great job. So uh, thank you for the flowers and yep. uh, the pat on the back. It means, it means a lot. No doubt. And I would say this, that you, you've approached playing the NBA almost two decades. You literally defied the NBA average by playing almost 
four times the average. So you get your flowers flat. But when you think about that, you have done the unthinkable in that sense. So you achieved a lot of the high honors. I'm going to run them down for you. NBA champion in 2020. Eight-time All-Star. Five-time All-NBA First Team. And there's a difference, right, Dwight? Then two-time All-NBA Third Team. One-time All-NBA Second Team. Three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Five-time NBA All-Defensive Team. One-time NBA All-Defensive Second Team. Five-time NBA Rebound Leader. (gasps) Second (laughs) <laughs> two-time NBA blocks leader, one-time all-rookie team. You can only be a rookie one time. He made it first team. Slam dunk champion, six-time player of the month, 18-time NBA player of the week. Nate Smith, I'm going to go back a little bit, high school prep player of the year, McDonald All-American game, co-MVP, first-time parade All-American, and Mr. Georgia basketball. And to lease, and not to leave this out, one of the highest honors you've been able achieve is represent your country with the Olympic gold medal. So man, that's what I'm talking about. What what do you think about all of those awards? Which one, and it's hard to do this, is the most meaningful? And tell us why. I think uh, every single one of the awards that I got is, is all meaningful to me. And I say that because I wanted to go to the NBA when I was, I told my dad at 10 I wanted to go to the NBA. And um, I was going to do whatever I had to do to make it. No matter if it was working out extra hard, no matter if it was not having friends, uh, no matter what the goal took to make it to the NBA and be one of the best, I was willing to do that. And all those goals, you know, I wrote down each year what goal I wanted, where I wanted to be. And just to see those goals accomplished um, is really a test to manifestation, um, but also sacrifice, dedication and hard work and being blessed by the spirit, uh, the most high uh, for being obedient and doing the proper work. Uh, so every one of those accolades to me are super, super important. They mean a lot to me because it took a lot to get there from where I'm from to be able to succeed and have success in different areas of basketball. Three-time defensive player of the year is a very hard defeat, uh, very hard thing to do. And uh, there's so many guys that have played in the NBA and to be the only one to have done that it's kind of, you know, remarkable. So the gold medal, winning the championship, being the block, all-time blocks leader. I think you forgot one, uh, but being, uh, having <laughs> the most dunks in the NBA. Uh, Okay. So that is like that crazy. Down. You know, when I first down. started playing basketball, I never wanted to dunk the ball. And they would always tell me, you should dunk, you could jump. And I'm like, no, I, I'd rather shoot it off the glass and do other shots. I want to look cool. So they said, if you dunk, you'll look cooler. So I started dunking and I said, well, see, now y'all done got me dunking. I'm never going to stop. I'm just going to keep going. So uh, to be the dunk champ and have the most dunks in the history of the NBA is uh, pretty Pretty awesome. Yeah, it is awesome, and again, congratulations. I, I got to write those two I left down, so we got to get a little bit more data collected on you. But that's great, man. You, you remember all I forget too, and you call me out. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Hey, but um, one of the things that people love about what you get to do is, man, you get to travel a lot and you get to live in a lot of places. As an NBA player, all the cities, Orlando, LA, Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte, Washington, LA again, Philly, LA again. What's your favorite city or maybe a couple cities that you live in and the teams that you play for? What, what are some of your favorites? 
Uh, well, obviously, I started out in Orlando, you know, so I love Orlando. The city was always amazing to me. We had probably the most fun in Orlando. And despite, you know, not winning the championship and coming close, I felt like as a city, we had won so many things, you know. To see that city in Orlando transform into a basketball city where tons of fans are now, they, they got their Orlando Magic flags, their stickers, they walk around with their shirts, they proud of them magic and so we saw it transform from us being one of the worst teams in the nba and everybody calling us orlando tragic to being one of the best teams and then recognizing who we are orlando was one of my favorite cities because this is where i started i had the most kind of like history built up with that city and then on top of that charlotte was great because it was quiet it was right next to home so i love charlotte dc during the summer or during those months where it's not as cold was amazing and looked so beautiful i didn't know dc was that beautiful until i got a chance to really be up there obviously everybody knows about la being on the west coast uh, the fans the city the weather the beach all that was amazing every city that i played in has had their you know their own little qualities that you know stood out and I like being in every single one there's not a place that I've been to in the NBA that I did not you know too much like the city uh, every city that I played in I found something that I enjoyed about the city which has made me in turn want to keep going because it's like man if I wouldn't have traveled here I would have never known that this city has all these great qualities and stuff like that you know it was really good I love I love that and shout out to my home team, the Orlando Magic, and to Old Town baby. So I appreciate the props, Old Town. That's right. Hey, um, one of the things that people may know who really follow you, but some may not, is that you're a world traveler. You're a global guy. You know, you've traveled far and wide, and you know, one I know recently, you just traveled to Jordan. You did some really interesting things. You traveled to India. Tell us a little bit what it's like to be American and go abroad as a really famous athlete here, but also to receive that on the other side of the world from an entire different perspective, entire different culture. How do you do that with such diplomacy? Because people really do love you when you go abroad. Talk to us about that. Traveling, you know, in the States is one thing. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I think if you live in America, you'll be surprised with all the hidden gems that America has to offer. Uh, there's so many places around the United States that are just stunning. But then after you cross that water and you begin to go overseas and travel, you know, it's just so much that you'll see that, you know, it just kind of humbles you, you know, just the uh, culture, you know, that you uh, come across and been across the water, the love and the gratitude that people show uh, myself and the people that are with me uh, just means a lot. Just seeing that world from another view, uh, hearing people from, you know, another part of the world talk about me being their favorite player and they love me and they're crying and they want to take pictures and they're running and they're going hysterical. You know, it just, it's a blessing and an honor to be able to provide, you know, some type of joy. Uh, to people who, uh, in actuality, without plays, without TV, without, you know, social media, we all probably would have never knew none of us existed. So being able to travel and see some of these beautiful locations and, and being able to meet beautiful people from around the world and beautiful souls and spirits uh, is just a blessing.
That's awesome. Talk about, you know, from a, I want to talk a little more business with you. I mean, you as a professional sport and really as a, a brand ambassador, um, you can really tell us, you know, it has challenges representing yourself, representing team, you know, that certainly a lot of people have not had that weight. At one point, you had the most brand deals in the history of the NBA. I think I remember it was about 29. I might be wrong, so you correct me, but how much work goes into being an athlete, fulfill and manage being a brand for your team and for your sport. And I really want you to talk to this from a standpoint of what weight that you feel, but also in this age of the NIL for student-athletes, we might have athletes listening, and this is now a big deal to be a brand for high school. Could you give them some advice as well in that space? Uh, well, yes. You know, when I came into the league, uh, a lot of times, you know, the, it wasn't really talking about brand or branding or, you know, social media and all this stuff because of what it didn't exist. You know, so when I first came into the league, everything was more so ground roots. You know, it was you really had to get out, do things uh, in the community or just in order for, to be seen. You know, you had to do a lot of things, you know, because uh, there was no social media. And um, during that time, for me, I was more so thinking, hey, I know I'm a basketball player player, but I don't want to just be known as just a basketball player. I feel like that's only showing a small portion of what I have to offer by saying I'm just a basketball player. So uh, as far as my brand, I wanted to basically let people see what I like to do, who I am, uh, my personality. I wanted all my character traits to be able to be put on display, you know. So in my mind, I'm thinking this is going to be the best way to bring people together is going to be the best way for my teammates and you know for the city that I'm playing in at the present time which is Orlando I felt like the brand that I wanted to push was just love and gratitude you know and let people see you know how much I love and care for the team and for the city and how grateful I was for the fans and uh, to the most high for blessing me with the ability to be able to play basketball and uh, bring people together so for branding you know it's just all about being you know, authentic. You know, you want people to see your true and authentic self. And uh, by doing that, you're going to have people who dislike it. You're going to have people who don't agree with what you're saying and what you're doing. But that's awesome, too. You know, you want to get that kind of feedback. Um, in this industry, there's no such thing as bad publicity. You know, everything that you do, obviously, it can go either way. It can be good. It can be bad. But it's still a way to get you, whoever this person is or whatever the brand is, out there. And people including myself, we've all had to come up with ways to push our brand to push what we want to get out there. And it takes a lot of hard work, just like it does with basketball. But the biggest thing is consistency. You know, how consistent can you be with your brand to push it? Because you're going to have people to try to pull you down and stuff like that. So having a strong team, being disciplined, being consistent, but also finding a way to reinvent whatever you're doing every now and then, again, is also great as well, just to give people a new look and to see something different out of you uh, is always good to see. And it just inspires more people to let go of themselves more and be free and be who they are. Uh, and that's what I've tried to do since day one is let everybody see who I am, be free, not change up my character, no matter if someone's around or if no one's around, uh, but just always be me.
No, I like that. And you mentioned about reinventing yourself and, you know, being who you are. I mean, you two totally are not just a basketball player. You have almost 14 credits as an actor, as a personality, and you've been on multiple shows. Most recently, The Masked Singer. You just did a commercial with Arrowhead Water. You've been on a special TV show that's coming out in the future. How, how do you make that flip? and be this personality almost like it's it's like you're about to make yourself into the rock so how do you, how do you do that i was always taught that uh, i can do all things through christ you know the scripture is uh philippians 4 13 is one of my favorite scriptures out of the bible i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and you know i really you know took that and tried to embody it in the feeling that i can do anything that i put my mind to and that i've been blessed with a lot of different talents and you know our mind is the most powerful thing that we have you know so i always you know said to myself hey i can do it i can do this i know i can i know i can get on tv and act i know i could you know play basketball i know i could speak i know i can inspire i know i can run a business i know i can run a farm i know i can do anything that i put my mind to and a lot of those things that i've done it's just basically simple is the thing the reason why i've been able to do it is because it just it comes down to me simply saying hey i know i can c- complete this task and if i can't complete this task then i'm going to find a way to get it done you know no matter what i'm going to push myself to the limit and a lot of the things that i have done this summer the tv shows that i've done the special forces show that i had to do in jordan all these things tested you know my will my character my integrity you know how far can i push myself my mental capacity you know all that stuff so i think it's great to test yourself it's great to try to become the best version of yourself and the only way you can do that is by going through experiences is by learning is by actually getting guided in the right direction so those things have helped me over the years and uh, i want to continue to uh do that i know that by me having that statement in my head i can do all things it's just one keeping me younger mentally and physically two it's just uh making me it's just pushing me it's just keeping that fire inside of me knowing that i have the spirit of excellence and greatness that burns through my blood and my heart every day and i try to let it out you know in any way possible to let people see you know this light that i have and you know how grateful i am for being able to to have that so yeah that's awesome. One of the things I know you, you talked about reinventing yourself. I mean, you as a businessman, now you get to be the pro to CEO. Talk about what you into, man, next uh, as you are becoming that CEO corporate athlete. Man, I, I heard you got like a farm. You got some potential thoughts on investment, being an owner in the league. Yes. Like, let's, let's, let's go there. Let's start with the farm first. Obviously, you know, for me, basketball is not going to last forever. I feel like I can play another 10 years, 15 years, but there's things that I really enjoy doing. And one of them is uh, my farm. You know, my farm is a little bit over 750 acres and we have almost everything to offer on the farm. Mungus Lake, full of fish, full of stock. We have cattle, cows, longhorns. Angus. Uh, we also have chickens. We have hogs. We have wild. I mean, hogs, you got a full fledged uh, farm. Geese. 
Yes, you know, so we plan to really take in this farm and not just let it be a farm, but also, you know, where we want it to be a place where people can come, you know, get food, get the right type of food, groceries and stuff like that. We also want to be able to provide solar energy, you know, on this farm for, you know, people who need energy because of the world that we're going in and the direction. So my farmers, one of the things that, you know, I plan on, you know, building a lot of steam up with, but also using that farm to also help other people you know we wanted to put you know a couple uh, you know a couple tiny homes subdivisions in there things in order to help you know our society and our kids grow all these things will be a part of the farm that's one of the major things that i'm really locked in on right now is making sure with this food shortage and the crisis that we're having in our world we're teaching our youth and even the people who are old how to be self-sufficient off the land how to grow their own food to do that whole process of cleaning and gardening and stuff like that. We really want to help our people out and our children because they are our future. They are the ones that are going to carry on all of our legacies. And if we don't give them the proper things physically, spiritually, and mentally, we can't expect them to be the ones to lead us in the right way. So um, I want to be the catalyst of leading that charge of helping these kids, being able to be self-sustainable, energy and land that can be used over and over again for people to in turn have healthy living, great food, but also opportunities to really be great and pull that greatness out of them. And also know through your foundation, I mean, you you are doing great work in that space, Grand Champions. But also, I think you are very much an advocate of you know the planet and health, sustainability. I can see that being a huge part of you being a voice in that space to let people know the climate crisis, to let people know that they need to be building you know food sources for themselves. And I can see you being a huge advocate in that space. Do you feel like that's going to be be one of your major callings, not only domestically, but internationally. I think you have been in places like Africa and India and such and, and Asia. Yes, I do. Um, I think uh, the fact that, you know, I enjoy, you know, being in pretty great shape as far as, you know, my physique, but also enjoy eating right, also enjoy gardening and planting and stuff like that. You know, I think it'd be great, you know, to really get people involved, you know, doing like stuff like this around the world, you know, and I would like to be someone who pushes that, you know, just that, that whole thing, the, the health and wellness, making sure everybody eats right, making sure everybody getting their proper sleep, making sure everybody's meditating and getting their breath working, things that we were not necessarily taught at a young age. You know, I want to be able to put this in our kids' minds and stuff like that and just people in general so we can all raise the vibration of this planet. And I think by doing that, we can change our world from the inside out. And it'll be something that'll be great for all of us to see. It's just this place that's flowing in an abundance of joy and gratitude. And that's the way our world is supposed to be. So I want to be that person one of those people to really spark that fire to get it going here in America and around the world. And my farm can be a place to start it. You know, a lot of people from Georgia, I have never left Georgia, you know, so with my farm, this experience for them will be a place where, you know, hey man, we saw a part of China. We saw a part of India. We saw a part of Africa all on Dwight's farm. The experience was amazing. And he's providing that for us. And we want to make sure that we can make that grow into something that can be very big, you know. So I'm just looking forward to doing that and continuing to doing that at a high level. 
That's great, man. One of the things of being a pro to CEO, you can't always be pro, can't always be a CEO, but at the same time, you have another role we don't get to see, which is being a dad. Talk about what fatherhood has meant to you, what your mission is as a dad. How can maybe that inspire other parents, single or together? Well, let's talk about you just raising your kids and what your thoughts are around family. Oh man, fatherhood uh, has been, it, it's been amazing, you know, just to say you have a child and then you have multiple children, just to know that the, these little beings that you are watching came from you, you know, seeing their eyes, their smile, all those the little characteristics that they have, it just, it's a blessing. It's an honor. And it's something that I'm so thankful to, to say that I am as a father. I think that that is kind of probably my biggest accomplishment is, you know, just having children, you know, and being able to see them grow. My oldest is 14. In a couple of years, he'll be going off to college and he will be considered an adult soon. So it's just like crazy to think about that. And just to see these kids, being able to see them run and come to me and give me a big hug and say, Daddy, I just love you so much. And, you know, just the little things, just celebrating the birthday parties, taking my son to school, being a part of his class, welcoming him to his new school. You know, all these little things, you know, taking my kids to soccer practice, basketball practice, all the things that as a child, I'm like, man, this is pretty cool that I'm doing this as an adult. You know, and I remember vividly being a child and, you know, seeing my pops take me to these different events and stuff like that and now I'm doing the same thing and the kids are following me around and you know it's just a great feeling to have you know when you can sense and feel pure unconditional love you know and that's what you get from your you know your child and you know being a father and an NBA player coming home sometimes from a bad game or a really bad loss and your kids they're not even thinking about losing winning how many points you score how many minutes you play all they want to do is see dad and say I love you dad and play and that's more heart fulfilling and it's better than any type of dunk or any type of rebound or block shot is hearing my daughter come to me and say daddy I just love you and it just means I'm so about much. to hold on wait a second wipe these tears away <laughs> I, I can say that because I'm, I'm, I'm a dad of four and you know, I've been married almost 25 years, so I, I totally get what that means. Uh, having been raised single parent and between my two parents, they married multiple times and divorced every single time. So to have structure and to have a dad in your life is a huge thing, man. Keep doing your thing in that space. That's amazing. Well, one of the things I want to talk about, Thank and, you. uh, you're welcome, um, the creative space in you. I've had the pleasure of being around you and I know you are a music lover. Talk to us about how much music has played and you becoming an athlete, becoming a creative and where you are today. Um, what what motivates you about music? How do you use it to be uh, passionate about what you do? And what is some of the advice you would talk about how your music has motivated you and kept you going? My whole life, I've been someone who's been interested in music. All genres, no matter if it's old school, new school, I've always had like this inf infatuation with music and really listening to the tones, the strings, the wording, 
all the little things. You know, I, every time I'm listening to a song, I'm listening to see if people did they sing from their 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 stomach, their gut, or did they sing using their chest because it sounds totally different. And so I'm watching all that. You know, I love listening to the piano. All these little, little instruments. They what they do to me is they provide a place of comfort, but also what it does is it kind of like sets the mood, you know, and it raises the vibration or whatever it may be according to what I want to listen to the music for. So I learned that, you know, growing up is really listening to the notes, really listening to uh, just the little key sounds in the songs. And what that do is it can change the vibration. So when I'm around people, I kind of feel like, okay, this song needs to be played. This song needs to be played. Why? Because it's kind of like I'm, I'm reading everyone's energy, but also I'm listening to the words of the song. And a lot of these songs, they provide so much for me. And as a child, I would sleep with certain songs on repeat. And all of my dreams that I would have, everybody in the dream would be singing the song that I was playing on repeat. So I would always get to know these songs on a different level because I slept with them, the, the songs. I had them in my dreams. So it, it kind of became like a part of me, you know. So I'm the team DJ on every team I've been on. They've always wanted me to play the, the music before the games, after the games, on the bus. They want me to play the music on the plane. I'm the person that provides the music. I carry my my boombox everywhere. They will uh, call me MC Tight Shirt uh, <laughs> or Speaker Box, you know. So I've had all types of speakers. I love collecting speakers to listen to music and even headphones because I want to find the best in quality sound. Uh, so even a lot of the cars that I have, I try to make sure they have a certain type of uh, sound system because I really do love music and uh, what it provides. So yeah, I would say uh, music is kind of like my soul. That's awesome, man. Thank you for that. So we've come to close to the end and I've got a couple of questions. You have entered Dwight the speed round. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a question. You get a quick response. You ready? You ready? Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. Let's get it. What's your favorite song to work out to? My favorite song to work out to is Dealer. It's the song is called Dealer by RMR. It's my favorite song. Okay. Who or what inspires you to get up and going every day? I am inspired by my children, but also by my friends and my family, uh, because I know that uh, I inspire them. So, you know, I get up and, you know, I get moving because I know that they're all watching. What's your favorite book that you think you've read that would help people grow or develop? What's one of your favorite books? so many books uh, like that. I would say after really uh, after going to school, going to a church school and being in church a lot, you know, now that I have a deeper understanding of the Bible, I would say I uh, can use the Bible, you know, as something that could really help me in a lot of different situations because uh, of my uh, the level of understanding that I have uh, with reading the Bible, knowing the, the language that it started in, uh, which is Latin Vogue and then transferred into being Hebrew, into Greek, and now the different languages like English. So, you know, pretty well-versed um, in understanding the Bible and stuff like that. Okay. What's the last movie you watched that inspired you? The last movie I watched that inspired me. Man, 
I'm a movie lover. So every movie I watch, it inspires me in some type of way. So the last movie I saw, Thor. Thor is one of my favorite characters out of all the Marvel characters. Just his uh, his energy, his character, you know, the fact that he is the god of thunder. He has lightning, you know. Uh, his movies uh, have always been something that inspired me because when I look at Thor, you know, I see this character that, you know, this humble character who has had so many wars, so many things that happened for him, but he still, he still remains this humble person. And, you know, I just was like, man, if Thor could do it, I could do it as well. Just stay humble and, you know, fight the good fight of faith for, you know, my family and friends and stuff like that. All right. Well, hey, man, we're going to let you stop right there because you're a busy man. But I want to thank you and I want to thank the team at the University of Florida with the Laboratory for Athlete and Athletics Development and Research at UF, our partner. You have been on the Pro to CEO hit show, How I Transition. Thank you, Mr. Howard. With that being said, what's one last advice you would give anyone about achieving and reaching their goals in life? Uh, again, I enjoyed my time on the show. Thank you, Kevin, uh, for bringing me on. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of Pro to CEO. My advice to anyone that wants to be successful in whatever field it may be in life, success, I think, uh, to me comes from uh, consistency. And uh, the more consistent you are with your effort and energy, I feel like the more successful you will be because you're raising your vibration, you're raising the energy around you. And what's going to happen is the good things, the, the things that you want are going to start coming your way because now you have shown that you are capable of working hard, being disciplined, having sacrifice. You know, all these little things can be seen on the inside, uh, can be seen by spirit and by those things happening you will get blessed it may not happen when you want it to happen but that's what happens with success um, the more you're consistent the more you're disciplined the more you continue to push all your goals everything that you want to accomplish it will happen in due time but you have to have patience you have to continue to push you have to have discipline and you have to stay consistent everything that we want every resource everything that we possibly want is in this earth. We just have to be willing to call upon it, go out there and get it. So this life is yours. If you want to win, if you want to succeed, you can win and succeed. It's all about your mind. It's all about the application of your heart. And your first step forward is always going to seem like it's the hardest step. But if you take that step and you're willing to take another step and be consistent at it every day, I promise you, you can have an 18-year career or a 19-year career or a 20-year career or a lifetime of whatever you want. Just have that consistency, have that discipline, have that faith because greatness is, is inside of you. And greater is he, greater is that energy that's inside of you and inside of the whole world because it's in you. And if it's in you, that means you can use it, you can harness that energy and you can become the greatest at whatever it may be. So greatness runs through your veins, people. It's in your blood. It's in your heart. I believe in you. And everyone at Proto CEO believes in you as well. Come become a pro and a CEO with Proto CEO. <laughs> Man, I, I can't even ask any more than that. I appreciate you um, 
uh, coming on the show today. And I want to appreciate your manager, Dwight Fulham, a.k.a. DP. I want to thank the team at Pro, the CEO, Neff, Charlene, James, and thanks for our production manager, Colin, at the University of Florida, and for his team there um, leading him is Dr. Sagas. So we appreciate you. And this is Kevin Carr, CEO, Pro, the CEO, on the Athlete Plus platform at the University of Florida. Look forward to working with you. Please follow this dynamic, transformative young man. Yes, I called you young man. Dwight Howard, he's still <laughs> young at heart. I saved a lot because we got to come back. I didn't even mention WWE. I didn't even mention all the investments, the league and all that because we're going to save some of that for next time. So you just learned how Dwight Howard is making his transition. Still playing on the hit show. And please follow him at therealdwighthoward.com. You can see him on Instagram, even TikTok. My man is on TikTok as well as other social media platforms like Facebook and et cetera, and even LinkedIn. Thank you, Dwight Howard. Thank you. We appreciate you at Coach CL. We appreciate you at the University of Florida. And that's a wrap. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. All the work you've been doing so far. The sky is is not just the limit because we're going to go past the sky. That's right. And I'm looking forward to uh, reaching the heavens and uh, changing the world. Same here, man. We're honored and it's a pleasure to continue to be working. All right. Take care. Be well. Be blessed. Thank you. Thank you.